We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. It is about 11 o'clock on Friday, May 6th. You're joined by Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe following the Dallas Mavericks' first playoff win against the Phoenix Suns in the conference semifinals, winning Game 3 at home, 103-94. to Josh Bowe, how are you? I am good. Uh, we had a brief conversation in the pre-show, and we talked about uh, how weird this game is, and I'm just... It was a weird game. I'm just, I'm worried I'm going to sound like a broken record or be like at a loss for words because it's, that was a crazy game uh, that the Mavericks well, just won. I mean, so, so the rundown of the game, folks, and, and I'm going to do my best here because I, I am not a refs guy. I don't like talking about it. I was this way in the early to mid 2000s when I felt like when basketball was different and I felt like the Mavericks didn't get a fair whistle. This game was a strange game from the start. The Mavericks, I do not think, got a fair shake for a significant chunk of the game and they powered through anyways. The Phoenix Suns played weird basketball. Chris Paul had seven turnovers in the first half. He's yeah. <laughs> like he's never played a game like this before, and it really yeah. affected the way the rest of them played. Devin Booker was passive. Miles Bridges couldn't hit a shot. We did the Mavericks survived the stray Jay Crowder game. Um, who had been he was something like 10 of 16 from three coming into this game, hit another five of eight. Like he had 19, seven, five, and two, and the Dallas Mavericks won because he was probably the Suns' best player from start to finish. And the Mavericks held on. Uh, the, they were up 17 at one point. And this, the, the NBA refs, like, this is what I like. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, the, the Lucas fifth foul call was hot garbage. Jason Kidd standing there with his hands in his fucking pockets as everyone under the sun is like, why is he not challenging this? Because it was an offensive foul by, by Jay Crowder. Luka went out of the game. The Mavericks sort of hung around. And then with four minutes, they just basically outlasted the Suns 
It, it was it was a strange, strange fourth quarter. I don't really care because the Mavericks won, but it was it, like this game really puts you through the paces as a fan. As one group chat I'm in, a guy said, I'm really glad the Mavs won because I straight up did not have a good time. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. Like if you removed the scoreboard at the bottom of your of your telecast and you were watching – and you're just trying to like judge the game based off body language and how guys like honestly you'd probably say the Mavericks are lose like the Mavericks were not happy for most of this game uh-huh. and like you said for you know good you know I don't want to get into, into ref stuff but I mean for for what they felt was good re- I mean they felt they were getting hosed but they were met they I mean they they were hot on the officials I mean Luca I uh-huh. mean Luca that was. I cannot believe he didn't get a technical. That's I all. can't either. He, I mean, he was every single trip down the floor on both ends of the floor. He was talking to an official, uh, Brunson, who got knocked on his ass like twenty times. Uh, was all you know? Also, uh, well, Brunson had a much better. Case he did. Luka. No, yeah, I'm not trying to say they didn't have a case. Like, I'm again, I, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to say Luka that they was were being, a little overboard, though. Yeah, it was just a very. They were very emotional tonight, and they were very hot and understandable because this is. This is the must win, right? Like they knew, like the season is over if they lose this game. So it's understandable why this team was the way they were. The crowd is hot. You know, it, you feel like you're getting hosed on calls. I get it. But it was just like the body language at times when this team had like a 15 point lead, it, it was like they were down 15. It, it was felt just, like things could go to the wayside any moment. It was largely so weird. because, like, there was a moment in the first quarter, first quarter, first half where it was the, the Mavericks were up 14 and then all of a sudden they're up seven. And it, that like, was, okay, and, and that ended up being that way for halftime. And it's just because like the Suns are really freaking good. They're really good. And the Mavs caught them in probably their worst performance in months. Yeah. And I want to take you through the way this, why this game, you know, feels so weird to me. Well, first off, the Suns looked the first quarter, the first like fifteen minutes of this game. The Suns looked like they like got monstered or, or shot with a horse, horse tranquilizer like fifteen minutes before the game started. It was weird. I mean, seven first half turnovers for Paul is like I don't care how many defensive adjustments the Mavericks are making. Like that just doesn't happen. Like that was that was crazy. Um, and then I want to take you to a sequence coming out of the locker room in the third quarter. This, you know, you said the Mavericks ended the, the first half with a seven point lead when they're up 14, and things kind of feel weird. And then, um, they come out of halftime, and you're like, okay, so was the first half where the Maverick are the Mavericks going to kind of snap out of it, make some shots, and blow this game away, or are the Suns going to wake up? And the first half starts, and uh, Luca has a, has a bad turnover because he run, runs a pick and roll with White Pal. Uh, and the and the paint's crowded. He has a turnover. Suns come right down and make a shot. It's now uh, a five point game. Very next possession, uh, Luca comes down. Dwight Powell pick and roll again. Paint is absolutely clogged. Luca misses a tough shot in the, in the paint, uh, and the Suns get the rebound. And the Suns are coming back up the floor to make this a one possession game. They miss uh, an open shot, and then after that, the Mavericks airball a shot get the offensive rebound, make a three. Um, and then after that, the uh, Dwight Powell plays really aggressive on the pick and roll, forces a turnover that was off Powell. Completely the ball was off Powell. 
all five sons are on the court arguing with the refs. While all five sons are arguing at the refs, the Mavs inbound the ball and make a wide open three. And then while the sons are kind of still pissed off about it, Aiton misses a layup, and then Dwight Powell makes an alley. Yep. It went from a five-point game to a 14-point game, and the, I don't even know if the Mavericks, like, they airballed a shot, and they and the Suns stopped playing deep. Like, it was crazy that this was happening in a playoff game. And, and like, credit to the Mavericks for, you know, despite all that was happening, they still never let their emotions take them out of the game to the degree that I think the Suns did. And that stretch that I told you, is I think the Suns just letting their foot off the gas and the Mavericks took advantage. So, like, if there's one thing I think you can point to, and, and we'll try to break it down, you know, more, I, I just think the Mavericks never really relented despite all of the obstacles that they faced in this game. And the Suns, when the Suns faced obstacles, they kind of just fell apart. And so, like, that's where I think a lot of credit Dallas deserves. I know there's more tactical and strategic things that they did and smarter things that they did, but that's just the lasting impression to me of this game. Like this was just a slap dick slap ass game uh, where there are a bunch of bizarre plays and calls mm. uh, and Dallas, despite that never really melted down and always made sure to have an answer, whether it was a made shot or a defensive stop. So that, so that was fun to watch at least. Well, and I think we really have to get to at least on offense, probably the key reason why the Mavericks suffered like 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 slogged through the win and why it was a win I wanted to there's a Hrolabob stat I can't find it somebody just posted it in in uh, our slack channel but it was uh Hrolabob Vulgaris basically said that the Mavericks had like kind of an expected point per possession of let me just go find Hrolabob's um this is really great audio um <laughs> I, I tend to have stuff like this up but I was I was God dang it Expected point per possession uh, points per shot of one point two. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and and so he said here um, about like the Mavericks basically should have scored more. Uh, they they yeah. missed a oh, lot of shots. Offensively, like, they played their best game of the series. Like they played a great game on offense. Uh, I mean, like you, they should have ran away with this game at times because they were yes. getting open threes. They just didn't hit. Like, but yeah. the execution. Yeah, was the execution was outstanding. Where one of the things, and I heard about this on the the Nerder she wrote athletic podcast with uh, Seth Partnow, uh, Mo DeKeel, and Dave DeFore, where they were talking about how the Mavericks essentially went away from everything they've been doing all regular season. Now playoffs a little different with with Utah, but where they were doing all sorts of actions in the season to get Luca the ball in different spots later in the shot clock and not always having him pound the shit out of it. And in my opinion, I thought the Mavericks did a lot more of that tonight where Luca was getting the ball in the post later where he wasn't having to do everything. First half, he's he was, you know, doing a lot of post-ups. He probably should have gotten more foul calls. That is what it is. But then in the second half and, and then really throughout the game, the, the guy who kept them in it was not Luka Doncic. Offensively, it was Jalen Brunson who play, who showed up in a way that that, I mean, prior to this game, he had hit – eight total field goals. He was 10 of 21 from the floor tonight for 28 points, four rebounds, five assists played his, is his best probably playoff game since before Luca came back from injury. Um, and, and he was huge, just, just nothing short of huge. He still can't hit a three to save his life, but it, it, it felt like a real confidence game for him. You know, he had a lot of just good bounces 
Um, I, I don't want to take away from him, but it's like some of the things he had go down were amazing. But that's the kind of touch that that Brunson has. And you know, we had I wrote in the recap of the game two where I said, you know, there's been a lot of talk from us and from others about how Brunson can't deal with with good defense and height, and it's a struggle for him. But I said the bottom line is Brunson simply needs to play better, and he did. And that's he's a huge reason why the Mavericks won. Yeah, totally. I think they ran some more pick and roll with him, especially in the first quarter. I mean, he would, I think he had a run of like seven straight points in the first quarter. And, and I think four of them were just him getting some, you know, his, his butter pick and pop mid range, not pick and pop, but you know, pick and roll step in jumpers that he, he's so good at. And that felt like he wasn't really getting in games one and two, because it felt like he was getting the ball and maybe being asked to isolate without a screen or, or attack a defense without a screen. And, you know, I mean, he could do that when he's playing against a team like the Utah Jazz, which have terrible perimeter defenders. But, man, when you're playing a team as good as Phoenix, I mean, that's just not fair to ask Brunson to just give him the ball and ask him to, to do something. Like, you know, you got to run some plays for him a little bit and you got to give him some action to pick and roll. He's one of the best pick and roll scorers in the league, one of the most efficient pick and roll scorers in the league. Like the last two years, his shooting on pick and roll uh, ball handler possessions has been unreal. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but just take my word for it. He's been, he's been absolutely incredible. So like the fact that he was able to do that a little bit more uh, tonight, I think made a big difference. Uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily, you know, Lucas still shot 25 times. Uh, I mean, he had the ball a lot still. Mm-hmm. Um, and really but, yeah. honestly, Luca. I'm glad the Mavericks won because there would have there would have been elements of this had the Mavericks lost where oh man if you thought needed, the noise was bad after game two I'm at, I mean <laughs> where we just would have needed to say what some of Luca's decision making in this game was hot ass garbage I mean he played a much better defensive game he was passing yep. the ball really well he but he took some three like he was two of seven from three and I don't even remember the second one. He just shot some threes where I'm just like, buddy, why are you taking this? Go go down where you've been scoring your points. You know, he was two of five from the free throw line. My goodness. But he had three offensive rebounds, 13 total boards. Like it was a it was a game from Luca where we saw a little bit of everything, but it certainly was not like an incandescent Luca led them game. It was a team effort that he really helped manage. Yeah. And um you know, he, you know, when we talk about like how the team just looked really unsettled and angry, you know, he certainly played a part in that. And I think, you know, things got a little bit better. I was really worried when he picked up that fifth foul and he was so hot and he was angry on the, on the, on the sideline. I was like, man, just keep it together. You know, when you get back on the, like, I was worried he was going to get back on the court and maybe overcompensate and, and maybe try to do too much. And I think, you know, thankfully, you know, he ran, you know, I mean, he's smart. He's been here before and he's been in, He's been in big games since he's been an 18-year-old. So the way that he was able to come back on the court, I think, keep things settled and and really coast this thing to a win. I mean, as as tense and I think as anxious as Mavericks fans and people watching this game and even the players, you know, as angry as they got. I mean, this was basically a double-digit game from the third quarter to the to the end of the buzzer. I mean, yep. you know, the Suns never got it into a one-possession game. They never got it to a clutch, made it into a clutch game. I mean, the closest the lead, once the Mavericks got that 14 point lead in the third quarter, I mean, it was just the closest the Suns got was nine with like, you know, two minutes left. So, uh, and then the Mavericks scored like right after that to make it 11 and they had a double digit lead again for till the game ended almost. Um, so, you know, for all the, the hand wringing and, 
and and weirdness in the second half. I mean, the, the Mavericks did what they had to do and they controlled the game uh, and they got the win. So, you know, credit Luca for that. Um, and when he came back onto the floor, you know, they closed things out pretty well. And Brunson still got opportunities. He had the, da- you know, he, he had one of the dagger layups uh, and then Bullock was able to make the dagger three. Which, um, and, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where like the three-point shooting, you know, it, I feel weird saying this. Finney Smith and Bullock combined to go eight of 21 from three, which is not great, but also not ungodly terrible. I will say, I feel like Bullock missed at least four wide open threes. <laughs> yeah, that's what hurt the most is not that they just, the the number of misses, but it felt like almost all of their misses were yeah. great looks. Um, I feel like we got to, we haven't mentioned this, but I mean, this might be the game. Um, the Mavericks had eight offensive rebounds, which is a lot for them. Mm. Uh, and they had eight turnovers and the Suns had 17 turnovers. Yeah. Um, the Suns Seven attempted. Yeah. The Suns attempted 76 shots tonight. The Mavericks attempted 90 mm. and both teams and the Suns only shot 15 free throws. So it's not it, the disparity is it because the Suns got to the free throw line. The Mavericks shot thir- They only shot two more free throws than the Mavericks. I mean, when you're an underdog, that's one of the thing, you know, this is basketball back to the stone age. Like if you're an underdog, you know, in in the game of basketball, what's a way that you can make up the difference when you're facing a team that has a talent advantage like this, get more possessions. Uh, and that's exactly what the Mavericks did, you know, getting, the, you know, maybe it helps getting the seven first half turnovers from Paul. They may probably won't be able to count on that again, but. I mean, they were they were going after every single loose ball, and uh, they got so it felt like so many of their offensive you know they got eight offensive rebounds, but man, it felt like they capitalized on those offensive rebounds like immediately, um, and I think that was really the difference in the game. They had more, they had significantly more shots than the Suns, and they and they just kind of created advantages uh, where they didn't have them in games one and two. Well. Something else I want to laugh at is this was the funniest Maxi Kleber game I've seen since before the All-Star break. I mean, when he was raining threes on Utah, it was like, what is happening? But but at the same time, he is a good three-point shooter. So while it was still surprising, it wasn't like, what is happening here? He shot four, I'm sorry, he (laughs) shot four threes and five two-point shots. And he had... A, a like a, a, a dribble drive two point shot a layup or I'm sorry a, a driving dunk and then he <laughs> had a like split like he he do uh, he kind of like ducked in like right above the restricted area received a pass from Brunson and then laid it in I mean he was wilding I have no other way to phrase it like he had four like fourteen points three boards and four assists like the Kleber was. And, and three blocks. Forgot to mention those. Like Kleber was a little bit of everywhere tonight. Yeah, this is this is peak Maxi Kleber. I mean, yeah. this is exactly he, he brought everything they needed to the table. Uh, it was very bizarre that the Mavericks still started Dwight Powell, and it was very bizarre that like, aside from that, where they kind of farted and fell down into a fourteen point lead when Powell was on the floor in the third quarter. Uh, I mean, they started the game down nine to three again. You know, another bad opening two to three minutes. Uh, and Kleba played 33 minutes and was great. And, and Powell played 10 minutes and didn't really do much except for, you know, made, he made, he did make like two plays in that third quarter run, which helped for sure. But I'm just wondering why even give him the, to- why, why are they giving him the token 10 minutes to start the game? Uh, I just don't understand it. Just, well, 
Start had, Maxi, let Pal come play off the bench, and then go small if you need to. It's, I, I mean, in my favorite, it. just un like non contextualized nonsense stat. Uh, Dwight Powell had four times as many rebounds in this game as he had in the previous <laughs> two games combined because in the previous two games combined, he had one rebound, and today he finished with four. I mean, the fact that you don't get killed in the Powell minutes seems more to be an instance of luck than anything else because they didn't get punished by Aiden. That, you know, yeah, and then you're, you're trying... You're trying to spell minutes, but I would I would much rather have Powell go up against McGee. I I, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. I, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird. I, I and and you know because they won. I they're you know rarely does a winning team in a playoff series make a lineup a drastic starting lineup change. So I have to imagine they're going to roll it out in, in game four. So hopefully they can survive those minutes again. But uh, I was feeling pretty good about this game before tip-off, if nothing because, I mean, historically role players play much better at home, uh, and we know that the Dallas home crowd has been pretty good in playoffs since. Really good. I mean, I mean, there's been I've been seeing some tweets and people being like, "Oh man, Dallas home crowd really," and I'm stepping through, and I'm like, "You guys don't remember like the the 2000s and and the early 2010s? Like Dallas has always had, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, a great crowd." <clears throat> when the when the games matter yep. it's just that they haven't had games matter in a long time and the last two playoff series have been played in a in a bubble and then in kind of a you know weird capacity you know covid era so like this is the first like legitimate home crowd playoff series since what 2016 and and that was with a team that no one really had a lot of a lot of confidence in like the, the Mavericks home crowd gets kind of the short end of the stick but i mean there just hasn't been a lot for them to cheer for uh, playoff wise in the last couple of years because of the pandemic and the Mavericks yeah. having to, to rebuild before Luca. So anyway, I was feeling pretty good because role players typically play better. And you look at game two and, and Dorian had two points. Brunson had nine. Kleba had nine. And, and you look at game three, Dorian has 14 Brunson, 28 Kleba, 14, like guys, those, you know, it's just, it's just a, it just helps. I mean, it's uh, it men- mentally, emotionally, just being on your home floor uh, and and getting that energy just helps these type these guys. And I think the Mavericks really feed off that. I mean, they've been a big big time home court team uh, for the last couple of months. I mean, they were really good at home this year. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, as weird as this game is, I'm not I'm not shocked. I mean, this was a this was basically like a game seven in a lot of ways because the series is over if they don't win. So. Uh, I'm just, you know, they responded well. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was nerves. Oh, you know what? We didn't talk about this at all. Um, Jason Kidd basically sent Josh Green into the, into the, the phantom zone. Um, zero minutes for Josh Green tonight. And those minutes were replaced by Frank Nilkina's 12 minutes, who was a negative eight in his 12 minutes. <laughs> he, did, so... he did his best Josh Green impression in those 12 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's six of one, half dozen or the other. Like if, if the Mavericks are going to make this a 2-2 series, they're going to need some Herculean efforts from guys. You know, Luka didn't play many minutes tonight relatively because of the foul trouble, 34 minutes. Finney Smith and Bullock each played a few minutes, like down from their normal. They played 41 minutes apiece. Um, Bullock has a rib injury, which he came back in and played with, so that's going to be interesting, worth monitoring. Yeah. So Mavs play, um, the Mavs play not, not like 36 hours. They play like 30 hours from now 
uh, uh, they played two thirty central time, which is probably closer to three on Sunday. So paying attention to that sort of thing is going to be really, really interesting. Um, yeah, it's good to get a win. There, there's no such thing as moral victories. What there are, though, and I am going to relish, is seeing Dallas correcting some of the stuff that got them absolutely murdered in game two. Um, I spent a significant portion of the post-game green room talking with fans about how Luca has to play better defense. And eventually I kind of lost it with some people who were like, oh, you can't, he's doing everything. Blah, 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 blah. <sighs> I don't care. And he did play better defense. <laughs> like he played much better defense. It, it just has to be, you know, you got to give the man flowers where he, where he deserves them. And, you know, and it, kid had some really good, interesting, tough love pregame quotes for the Mavericks, for Brunson, for Luca, for everyone. And it basically came down to, you know, not to, I don't want to paraphrase kid, but the theme of his, of his quotes was, tough this is the playoffs play better play harder and and they did and i'm glad to see it so if like you know let, let i don't want to put this out into the universe in a negative way but let's say the suns who are an incredible basketball team come back and kick the crap out of the mavericks i'm glad they got this win because this is this is something yeah and can i play devil's advocate uh with the luca defense point sure. i mean he played better defense tonight and he had a fellow starter scored 28 points. Yeah. He yeah. had his two wings combined yeah. for 29. So, I mean, he technically did not do as much heavy lifting on offense that he did in game two. So, I mean, there's got to be something to that as well, right? He only played 34 minutes. So granted, that was kind of foul trouble, but I mean, there's got to be some. I mean, I, I'm not trying to doubt like he, you know, no, clearly no, he stepped up. I'm just saying there was like, an incredible post done by Bright Side of the Sun that I that I shared in our podcast. I shared in our Slack, basically, and it was called like the Luca rules and how the Suns were defending Luca, which was basically in the first half letting him do what he does, and then in the second half sending different looks at him when he's tired. And there were elements of you know in the first half of Game Two, he's putting on an incredible performance, lots of dancing, lots of great moves, but. Luca doesn't have the step that he had in year two. No one wants to hear that, but it's the truth. And because he doesn't have the step, he sometimes needs two, three, four moves to get to the basket when he starts doing one-on-one isolations. And that's exhausting. And yeah, and totally. and he didn't have to do that as much tonight. It matters. Yeah, totally. Uh yeah, made a, it made a big difference. I mean, they finally got they finally got some contributions. I mean, they had five guys in double figures, which Considering they basically only play seven players, uh, le- legitimately in, in the rotation, that's that's a lot. So uh, it, it definitely makes a big difference when your your starting backcourt mate, uh, you know, almost doubles his uh, made field goals in a single game uh, with like Brunson did. So that was nice. It was well. All right. So schedule. I'm going to throw up a green room. Or I'm sorry, Spotify Live. I do that every time. It's going to take me like a year. Uh, we will have a fair amount of content on this. So I know it's a Saturday. And if you're a Mavs fan listening to this, we really appreciate you because we just see different looks at what's happening. Uh, you know, we you know people have to do more stuff on the weekends. They're not online. Um, but we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you reading. Go over to our site and take a look. We'll be back Sunday afternoon, maybe Mother's Day. I don't know. Both you and I have small children and, and, and mothers. So 
you know, maybe we won't. <laughs> I have a yeah. feeling we will ask our wives to uh, um, allow us 20 minutes to talk about whatever goes on in game four, right? Yeah, totally. All right, it's we'll be okay. been a great time. I appreciate you, Josh. We'll talk soon. Guys, this has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, we're already having a banger of a month, and it's all because of you, and we appreciate you. Have a great weekend. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.